Uh, yeah, Keegan was hitting his shots early. I liked Harrison Barnes was kind of, you know, helping with the rebounds and stuff like that. Um, it was a whole team win, you know, tonight. So the first half, uh, they got going really early and I liked it. Uncle Keegs is talking to Daddy De'Aaron on the bench. Uh, that totally just warmed my heart. Uh, the way, how proud De'Aaron looked. Honestly, there's not much to say other than it was absolutely the Keegan. Keegan! Murray show so it was just like really great to see after how he's been struggling this season not shooting um well but this game alone has I know for a fact like skyrocketed his percentage welcome to the sports ethos kings cast it's daily joined by my co-pilots Naima and Elizabeth what's happening what's up, what's up y'all all righty. First quarter, Jazz immediately double-team Harrison Barnes, who gains possession of the tipped ball. Domas gets a steal in the passing lane for the slam. Domas gets a dunk. Domas post up for an easy two. HB goes bully ball on Kelly Olynyk for a smooth jump hook. Jazz make a run and cut the lead to two. Domas breaks their run with a little runner over Walker Kessler. Monk, Uncle Keegs hit back-to-back threes. Monk hits another three. Kings up 14. Monk and JaVal McGee link up for back-to-back buckets, including a graceful tip-in alley-oop. Davion hits a beautiful running hook to end the quarter. Second quarter, Jazz goes zone. Kings go cold for a moment. Jazz within three points. Keegan scores seven straight points. HB hits back-to-back threes. Keegan scores 19 points in the first half. Kings up 65-50 in the half. Uh, yeah, I really like the start of the game. Um, start off the game, there was a Sabonis steal, went to the bucket, got it. Uh, I really like how he started off aggressive tonight. I mean, that's what he has to do uh, when Jaren Fox is not playing. Um, so he, I think, started off a quick with like eight points or so in that first quarter, um, just doing everything he could. I mean, they had no answer for him down low. He was just getting buckets each which way. So uh, awesome start to the game. Uh, yeah, Keegan was hitting his shots early. I liked Harrison Barnes was kind of, you know, helping with the rebounds and stuff like that. Um, it was a whole team win, you know, tonight. So the first half, uh, they got going really early and I liked it. Yeah, uh, it was just a solid team effort. I feel like Domas understood what he had to do with Fox being out. So him attacking um, the paint and going against um, players like Glory and uh, Kessler and Olenek. So he knew what he had to do. Um, I like what I saw from Keegan as well. Harrison Barnes um, played well in that first half as well. Just just this overall great half in the first half. 100%. Third quarter, Barnes hits a three. MF Domas battles for an offensive rebound in the putback. Kings up 19. Double tech on Keon and Colin Sexton, who's been talking shit all game. Domas throws a dot to Malik Monk for a gorgeous lob. Then Keegan goes nuclear. Eight threes in the quarter. Kings up 30. Fourth quarter, Mark Jones and Katie talk about Keegan like proud parents. Uncle Keegs goes out to a standing ovation, well-deserved. Monk crosses over Kelly Olenek for an easy layup. Jazz make a run to go back within 14. Keegan is back in. Herter with the step back three. Monk says ditto and hits a three of his own. Sasha finds Keegan on a backdoor cut for a dunk that blows the roof off of golden one. Keegan heads to the bench for another standing O. Kings win 125 to 104. Uncle Keegs with 47 points. He actually smiles a few times during the game. There's a shot where 
Uncle Keeks is talking to Daddy De'Aaron on the bench. Uh, that totally just warmed my heart. Uh, the way how proud De'Aaron looked uh, while he was just giving him praise for his performance tonight. Amazing stuff. Yeah, I mean, pretty much tonight goes to Keegan. Um, just absolutely went fucking nuclear in that third quarter. Uh, I was hoping he'd break the 50-piece uh, tonight. You know, he just came up a bit short. He had a couple good looks that he could have done it. Um, but, you know, he has to cool off at some point. Uh, but, yeah, shout out to him. He was just doing his thing. He was out there hitting the threes. He was driving to the basket, hitting a couple mid-range. He got a dunk. Um, I thought his defense was great tonight. I think he finished the game off with eight boards, which is huge as well. Uh, yeah, so just shout out to him. We we knew he was capable of doing this. Um, so having a game like this, especially when De'Aaron Fox isn't on the floor, uh, is huge because, you know, guys need to step up when, you know, your best player is out. So I thought everyone, you know, stepped up in each way that they needed to. Um, kind of, uh, you know, bummed that with Davion's minutes, he didn't get a little more going. He kind of looked like he was struggling out there. So I was a little bit of a bummer, but, um, overall I thought a great team win. Malik Monk continued to do what he does. Uh, and yeah, I mean, we just clearly are the better team than Utah, you know, going out there. And I've, I've been seeing some weird stuff on the timeline today. Um, you know, that supposedly, you know, the Raptors want to trade, you know, if they, if we want either. Ananobi or Siakam, then Keegan's got to be involved with like multiple picks, which is like fucking laughable for expiring contracts. Like that'd be absolutely insane. Um, I know Monty is not that stupid to do something like that. And then also people were saying we need to trade like Keegan for fucking Lori Markinen. Uh, that's an absolute joke. So I think, you know, Keegan must have got a little word of that. He probably didn't. I'm just joking. But uh, yeah, he went nuclear. So shout out to him. What a great night. Yeah. Honestly, there's not much to say other than it was absolutely the Keegan. Keegan! Murray show so it was just like really great to see after how he's been struggling this season not shooting um well but this game alone has I know for a fact like skyrocketed his percentage skewed it a little bit but um yeah just one of the things that the Kings kind of struggled with in the game was about uh was zone defense but then after Mike Brown called a timeout um they figured out pretty quickly and the Kings ended up going up by 30 kind of went uh, took the foot off the gas um, in the fourth. I, I pretty much knew we were going to win it. It was more so like, hey, like, just be focused, let this game end, and, um, you know, we can get out of here. So, yeah, just a fantastic night for Keegan Murray, a career night. <laughs> so funny that it came on a night where, you know, a day where people were talking about trading him and him being traded. It's just, you know, funny how things happen, right, where players just go off on certain nights like this. So, yeah, a great win. Um, hopefully we'll see Fox next game, and it was nothing serious, and it was just, you know, for precautionary reasons. Well said, both of you. And before I open up the mics, I have to do my mandatory praise and appreciation for MF Domas, our floor raiser. Another double-double, 20-10, and 10, and then eight assists. What can you say? And by the way, for everybody who likes to post Harrison Barnes box scores and talk about his usage and, and talk about, oh, he only scored zero points and what was he doing? HB was just doing cardio today. Dummies, you cannot score 15 points on just four attempts, period. It just doesn't work that way. Oh, look, Harrison Barnes had a higher usage tonight because De'Aaron Fox was out. Six out of 11 from the field, 16 points. Stop the cap. That's all I'm saying. Uh, it's a beautiful Saturday night, you basketball sickos on a Saturday night. I just 
I just want to say here. one thing about Domas. I feel like we've uh, come accustomed to what he does, and it's like it's not like normal what he does. Like the the effort he plays with, like he he does not take a single play off, and it shows in the stats. But some people just don't understand like how impactful Domas truly is for our team and how good. Uh, he his um his effort and his play has made this team like we're not a playoff team without a doubt without him. So yeah, just shout out to Domas. He's always like bringing it. Jordan, spit. Keegan Murray, what did I tell y'all? I said give the kid time. I said it. Give the kid time. That offensive breakout game that superstar making game was going to come 47 points 12 three-pointers really wanted him to break the three-point record but i don't care get buddy healed the fuck out of the record books i don't want to see that man again my god so funny story i actually didn't catch the entire game i was at the movies with my family and i was like and we all saw when De'Aaron fox was listed as out for this game uh, we all have to admit, we all got a little bit worried just because of how the Kings play this season without Fox. It hasn't been too great, but it hasn't been completely terrible either. So we all were going to be worried. So I hoped that I was going to see a good score, good box score by the time I got home. I get, um, I get back from the movies. I look at my phone and I see the score and I see that Keegan Murray's going off. I tell my family, who are also Kings fans, hey, Keegan Murray's going off. He's got eight three-pointers and 30 points in the third quarter. I look down two minutes later, and he hit two more threes. I'm just in absolute shock. Run home, turn on the game, and he hits two more. And me and my family are going insane. I am just absolutely speechless. This is just another one of those games this season. We're barely 25 games in, and I am absolutely speechless. I don't really know what else to say other than that Keegan Murray is him. It's it's so fun to just appreciate good winning basketball from the Sacramento Kings, and I'm I'm just extremely extremely hyped. Also, Malik Monk had a really good game. So did uh, Demontis Sabonis, and I've been saying it. All year, anytime I hop on one of these spaces, all those Harrison Barnes haters need to stop because the man played pretty w- damn well tonight. Um, some dark spots in this game. Uh, Keon Ellis getting thrown out for absolutely no fucking reason at all. Thanks, refs, for sucking the joy out of the out of the arena for a minute there. But this uh, was exactly the type of game that it honestly should have been. It should have been a blowout because it's the Utah Jazz who are not a very good defensive team as of right now. This should have been a game that we won and should have been the game that we won by a lot. Did not expect that Keegan Murray game tonight, but I told you guys it was going to come and here it is. At this point, I already know so many people are going to get on the phone for Monty McNair to try and see what they can get for Keegan. And all Monty's going to do is laugh hysterically and hang up the phone. Keegan Murray isn't going anywhere, y'all. That is our guy. Keegan Murray has etched himself in the record books of the Sacramento Kings. Like the freaking beam. It is a good night. 
Thanks, Jordan. Uh, I'm going to push back on you just for a second. Uh, I never had doubts about this game. Just for whatever reason, the Utah Jazz are, like, not that good. Um, just when we played them the first game, like, how we were able to basically terrorize them the whole entire game. Um, and Fox, like, I don't even think had, like, that great of a Fox type of game. I mean, it was it was a Harrison Barnes game, that game, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, I wasn't, I literally wasn't scared for a lick because I'm not scared of this Utah Jazz team. And then, uh, yeah, the thing with that is people think, you know, talking with Keegan and trades and, you know, things like that. The thing I see, because people were like, well, you know, we thought Tyrese was untouchable. The thing with that trade is you had two guys on in the same position with Fox and Halliburton that were not able to be together on the floor. It was not working. You don't have, right now, you don't have a second Keegan on this team. Like, there's no one that could that is Keegan Murray that could do what he does on offense and then also plays how he does on the defensive end now. Like, has made that jump in his second year. So, like, we would have to get absolutely blown away. Like, a, no player is ever, like, really untouchable. But I just, there would be no way. I can tell probably with, like, 99.9% .9 certainty that Keegan will be leaving this team anytime fucking soon. He will be a Sacramento King for a very long time. He will get his extension eventually. So people can calm down with their trade machines and weirdo shit um, because he's just, he's not going anywhere. That's crazy talk. Put, putting on my, my logical cap. Sorry, Daly. No, go ahead, uh, Jordan. Uh, put, putting on my logical cap for a second, got a little hyped, but um, I a hundred percent agree with you on that. I believe that, um, Personally, I think I even tweeted it out and Daily saw this today that the Kings fans are just traumatized. I understand. And that's a very, very, very good point. I 100% agree with that. We don't have a second Keegan Murray on this team. Heck, we barely have any, let's say, solid wing depth. If you want to count Harrison Barnes and Keegan Murray as our two great wings, that's basically what we have. If we're going to get rid of somebody like that for an expiring Siakam, or an OG Ananobi, who I would still love to see on this team, uh, we would have to give up Keegan Murray. And I just personally, I've never been one to believe that OG or Siakam would take us over the top if we have to, excuse me, uh, get rid of Keegan Murray. I, it's, just not, it's just not realistic. And Keegan Murray is not going anywhere. I tweeted this out as well. Um, me and Daly were kind of going back and forth on this. There's four untouchable guys in Sacramento. It's Monk, it's Fox, Domas, and now it's Keegan. Those guys are not going anywhere. If you if you want to build a if you want to build a team, this is the these are the guys that you build it around. Because th this is just going to be a very very good time of Sacramento Kings basketball. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it as much as I can. But that's our big four, and I believe that this is the four that can take us over the top if you put the right pieces around them. Um, this is just going to be an amazing, amazing year. And heck, who knows? Hopefully, maybe, not going to get too optimistic about it, we can go all the way. It's possible. Because if you look at the standings as of right now, all the teams that are sitting above us, we've beaten and we're undefeated against. This Kings team is better than last year. If you quit looking at box scores and shooting percentages and, oh, we're not the number one offense in – the NBA, like we were last year, we're not the number one offense of all time, but this team is playing better than last year. There are a little bit of hiccups, but that's going to happen with any team as of right now. So we just have to be patient and understand that this team is better than last year. 
and this is just this is just a great night. I'm still kind of speechless from it. One hundred percent. And you already touched on something I was going to talk about right now, which is Siakam or OG does put us over the top, but with Keegan, not without Keegan, it, it just would not make sense. It would they would just fill in Keegan's spot, and that doesn't make us that much better. But them with Keegan included, yeah, those are total big needle movers for us, and we'd totally get over the hump. So it, it just never made sense. Well, too, like you have to think of this. Like, if we were to trade Keegan, and then you know what the you know supposedly what the Raptors are asking, you know, multiple first round picks for one of those two, who again are both on a an expiring contract. Like, I'm sorry if Monty did that. Monty literally should be fired on that same day. Like, that would be GM malpractice to do a stupid move like that because you're getting good players a hundred percent, but there's no guarantee they're staying. So if you trade someone who has so much potential for the future and a player we need for a player that's like a rental for a couple months. And then there's no guarantee they're signing. Like that would be just absolutely insane. And like, what the fuck, you know? So I know Monty doesn't do that. And like people, you know, think like, Oh, we need like, you know, another star or things like that. No, we just eventually will need to upgrade, you know, certain positions and that's okay. And Monty continues to work on that and do that. Like we have to look at some of these teams that, you know, have got these like big stars. If you think about it, like the Clippers, yeah, the Clippers are rolling right now, but we don't know how that's going to look in the playoffs and things like that. But look at the Suns. There's, you know, they're supposed to be supposed to have Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal's barely played this this year. They're not that looking that good. Even the game that they did play together, I get it. They need the continuity and things like that to get comfortable. But like, it, he's useless right now because he's not even on the floor. So it's like, these big team superstar studded teams have shown in past history, they're not really working that well. The way to do things is you draft correctly and you make those trades and you sign those free agents. So you have to look at the teams like the Denver Nuggets, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Miami Heat that can still continue to do the things they're doing with basically like nobody on their team besides Jimmy and Bam. They just basically have all these guys that step up and play their roles and do a good job on a nightly basis. So yeah. Thanks like, to, to coach think- Spo, by the way, uh, anytime exactly. we mention the hate, we, we have to give praise to coach Spo uh, oh, for, for making chicken salad out of chicken shit. Um, yeah. Seriously. He's a genius yeah. um, for sure. So it's just, you have to realize like, I get it because we've been shit for so years. So I hate telling people to be patient, but like, again, now that we have the people in the right places that know how to do the job correctly, now we can actually kind of be like, okay, we can trust what they're kind of doing and we can trust the process and, you know, continue to build what we need to do. And Monty's not done. This team is not a completed product. Like if anyone thinks that, that's just not, that's not right. That's weird. But he'll continue to do the things that he needs to do to get this team better. So, you know, calm down. We're still winning games. It's not like we're on a losing streak or anything crazy. Like we're still a very high you know, running offense and defensively we're getting better. So it's going to take time. Yeah. I think with um, the Kings, it's like, like you said, like there's still um, 
what is it called? Like players that are going to be on this team that's going to make us better and everything. And I think people just need to be uh, patient with it. You don't become a championship caliber team like within a year or two. You let that build. You let chemistry between players build and things like that. So just need patience for it. Ben, Ben, who who is posting receipts like a G. What's up, Ben? Yo, Daily. There you go, man. Now, I just want to repeat one last time for the people who haven't heard it. Keegan Murray has more value than OG Ananobi. He isn't going anywhere. Now, we can talk about OG Ananobi coming to the Kings and all that. Keegan Murray is on. Has still got three years remaining on that rookie deal, right? He needs to be talked about in the same conversation as Mikael Bridges on a on a very team friendly th- three year deal. You know, OG is going to fetch a max this year. What we have in Keegan Murray right now is super valuable, and I am really interested to see. I don't know. You can look at it two ways. That we've got Keegan Murray here for the long term with Fox and Sabonis, and we can stretch this out for you know six or seven years where we're going to be in the playoffs consistently, you know, being around about. Or you can look at it another way: is that the clock could be ticking. You've got Keegan Murray on a three-year rookie deal. You've got Sabonis on a max. The way Fox is going, he might be on a super max by the end of this season. You know, is 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 the time now to strike in those three years while Keegan's still on his rookie deal? Because I'm telling you what, man, there was like question marks whether Keegan Murray's going to get a max deal after that rookie after this rookie deal. And performances like tonight, the improvements in his defense this season, um, he's he's got he's probably going to get a max. And then when you start talking that, okay, okay it, it gets very hard to to fork out money to add pieces to what you got. So I don't know, man. It's a lot to think about, but that's that's super po- fucking positive what we've seen tonight for Keegan Murray. That's not just positive; it's it's fucking incredible. That's that's an all-time performance, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Ben, you are of the belief though that you have to pay to play if you want to be an elite team. I'm sorry, but once you're a team that that is constantly in the conversation of of being a true contender, and you get to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, your conference finals, you know, more than a few times within f- five or six years. I'm sorry, but all those teams are over the cap. Am I correct? Yeah, that, that that's right. But it, there's there's a difference between being over the cap and it's with these with these you know these different aprons, the first and second tax aprons. You know, like you you have a look at um, Denver. They've got three max contracts, and then they've got Aaron Gordon, who's on a super team friendly twenty million dollar a year contract. You know, and then the rest of the pieces around them, are, they're pretty much all just cheap bargain contracts, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, 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 that's yeah. the name of the game. You, you keep your core, you pay them a lot of money, and then you get your little yep. fringe players and role players, and you hope that you develop um, your rookies. And so when they're in their second or third year, uh, they become very valuable to you and, and they give you value and they become meaningful role players. You, you know, you look at Peyton Watson. You look at Christian uh, Brown uh, for the Nuggets. They were developed. Zeke Nanaji, you know, they give them uh, quality minutes. Uh, not all the time, but they're going to be super important when the Denver Nuggets make another championship run this season. So, and that's what but, you do. And then we all know what Miami Heat does. So, 
we're going to have to pay up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're going to be paying him, man. But yeah, it's just the, the question is going to be, what do we do with that fourth, with that fourth big contract spot? You know, it's it's going to be fascinating. Well, yeah, it stresses me out because we also have to pay Malik, who also deserves, uh, you know, at least twenty-five to thirty, uh, as far as what he brings to the table. In all the other players that are paid that much, who I know he produces more than them. Um, anywho, I, I do see Hi. some hands up, and and Liz, what's up? Just real quick, because um, I've seen a lot of talk about the Malik Monk stuff. Um, apparently, because of the way his contract was, the most we can offer him is seventeen point four million. I, I yeah, think I, there's a way around that, though, isn't there, Ben? Yeah, yeah. So I, I shared something the other day, and Keith Smith, I think his name is, he's a bit of a contract guru. Um, now, he's saying that, yeah, it's $17 million in the first year, but he's kind of of the impression that, you know, Malik Monk could probably get more than that. And, and he, he was talking about the other day um, about the Kings potentially doing something that Milwaukee done with, with Bobby Portis, where, where you offer – a um a one plus one so a one year deal with a player option but with with the the kind of wink wink nudge nudge that the following year you can pay them whatever you want because Malik only signed that two year deal um he he's only yeah he's, he's restricted to basically what, what what he can be signed for um and it's funny because when that deal got signed there was a couple of us who were a bit like oh shit like could we at least just get him on that you know third year third year whether it be like a team option or a part guarantee or even just you know for, for to to avoid basically this situation that that's that that's going to happen this off season because i'd kind of been looking at it as you know it's with the kings you don't want to you don't want to be in the trap where you're they call the bird rights trap basically where it's like you can't improve your team you have to overpay your guy to keep them but with that two-year deal it's kind of like you can only offer them a certain amount. So it's almost like a bit of a safety buffer that, you know, oh, hey, we can only offer you this, like take it or leave it kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, that, that's something that's going to be interesting this off season for sure. Yeah. And hopefully Liz, our baby rain uh, theory uh, happens and goes into full effect as far as keeping Monk is concerned. Matt acts. It's been a minute. How you been? What's up, brother? Yeah, it has been a minute, man. Uh, I'm glad you're doing well. And shout out to you and, and Elizabeth and everybody else for being on here every night. I know you guys just crushed it. I, I love listening. Um, just wanted to make a couple quick comments regarding Keegan. Uh, when he was getting drafted, I forget where I saw it, but he was talking about how Chris Middleton is a huge uh, like idol of his in terms of who he's kind of matched his game after. Um, at least offensively. I mean, you, you can see it from the perimeter perimeter shooting. That said, I mean, he's in his second year, and I already would take him now over Middleton. And, I, and I'm not saying, he's, <clears throat> not saying he's better offensively today than Middleton, although it is comparable. Uh, he's a dramatically better perimeter defender, and I'm sure you guys have seen all these stats that have been throwing around these last couple days from uh, – Oh, man, I forget who it was now. I'm blanking on his name. I apologize. Um, but just the, the the difference maker that Keegan has made for the team defensively, not only on the perimeter, not only guarding people his position, but also, you know, all the guards. I'm just – I'm blown away by him. We've we've seen glimpses last year uh, of the potential, and but I, I really – I don't think it's an overstatement to say that, like, I wouldn't – today even if chris middleton was the same age as keegan i take within the same you know everything we know about chris middleton 
I take Keegan today. I think he's the, one of the cornerstones of the team. Um, it's him and Fox, and and hopefully, obviously, we can keep Sabonis for a long time as well. But I really think it's him, Fox, and then we fill the rest of the team around him as time goes on. So that's that's all I got for you guys. I hope everyone's doing great. Matt, 100%. Uh, well said. And, and come on, let's put Keegan next to Giannis and Drew Holiday, and, <laughs> let's, and let's see what happens. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, come on. Easy peasy. Um, also, I'm stoked. Mark Jones liked my little tweet about him uh, dropping a Tevin Campbell reference. Uh, that's a beautiful thing. Matt Axe, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Come back anytime. Um, Thanks, brother. Nolan, good to see you again. What's going on? Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, no, we're great. What's happening? Uh, I've been missing the last week or so of Kings games. So I haven't been fully on. I was out in uh, Costa Rica, actually. I just got back tonight. So I didn't even get to watch Masterpiece by Keegan. But um, I know people are probably tired of talking Harrison Barn rumors. Who We need to fill in a wing and get a more solidified guy. But I kind of like Trey Lyles. I, I keep Harrison Barnes starting, just bump up. Trey Lyles minutes, like uh, how Monk basically gets starter minutes, just comes off the bench. But I think Trey Lyles has been just as good. Why risk trying to trade assets now for a fix that I don't think we des- desperately need in that position. We could just bump up Trey Lyles minutes. I like the squad we have right now. If we need to fill in some depth here or there, like you said, we have Mitchell and abundance of depth guys that we could try to fill in if we need something goes on in the season, someone goes down, God forbid anybody gets hurt, but we have depth to fill in for these small fixes right now. We can make some more noise later on, but I just want to hear your thoughts on it. You know, nine times out of 10, the only time we start really pining for a wing and and we start talking about trades, it's it's only when we lose, (laughs) you know what I mean? Because most people just can't take losses. You know, I always say, take your losses as well as you take your wins. And and that's a, a coach, Corey Close, UCLA Bruins women's coach. That's her quote. Let me just say that. And I, I truly believe that. And But unfortunately, people have extreme meltdowns. Uh, they always blame the loss on Harrison Barnes for whatever reason. Um, I, I do agree. Um, I love seeing Trey Lyles get minutes. Um, most of the time, he makes the use of his opportunity. Um, look, I if a trade happens, it, it's going to be something that truly benefits us. Um, it's not going to be a lateral move. It's going to something. It's going to be something that moves us ahead and, and gets us hopefully past the second round and beyond. Um, and if it means trading Harrison Burns and maybe even Trey Lyles, I don't know. So be it. But it's not likely. That means something really has to be. Uh, amazing, a uh, uh, quote-unquote godfather deal uh, for anything to happen. That's what I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. Like, everyone starts, like, talking about trades every time we lose. Um, and I think, like, right now, I think we're good for what we have and um, the moves that, like, Mike Brown is making where he's having Keegan, um, you know, become more of our third option than he was, like, maybe our fourth, fifth option last year so yeah i i agree with nolan i think um you don't really have to bench hb maybe just play trey lyles a little more maybe chris crystal arte a little more have a more balanced uh um forward line um so yeah i'm nothing uh i don't i don't think that uh we're in desperate need of a trade right now i know it's gonna probably happen 
and daily, like you mentioned in the other spaces, is probably going <laughs> to uh, break some Kings uh, fans' heart, like if we trade Davion or anything. So, um, yeah, just I think right now uh, we're good, though. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm, I'm hoping for. I mean, if we could trade out, obviously back whoever we get and give them mm-hmm. the support uh, and hope it all works out. But as of now, I don't know if it's going to feel a lot of pressure in the front office to be like, we need to make a move to make that push. But I want to see how this team performs without making that move for the this year, at least to see how players pan out, how everyone comes. Now they got second year, hopefully make playoff, second year playoff experience for most of these guys to see how they could rebound from that first uh, tough matchup last year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and Mike Brown said himself, that it's kind of like, like a three-year plan. They want to see what this core can do again in the playoffs. I, I think they deserve that right to see if the continuity and in-house improvements will take this team over the top. And then if not, I think, yeah, we will see moves this summer. But to do it in the middle of this season and to disrupt the chemistry, it would have to be a player that's extraordinary. Like we're talking Laurie Markinen level, yes, uh, OG Ananobi slash Pascal Siakam level, but we're not giving up any of our core, and we already know who that is. So um, I wouldn't be expecting it, um, and that's all I have to say on that. Liz, any we- thoughts? No, I just agree with with everyone. Um, yeah, Keegan. Keegan's going to be special. And I think, you know, just, I mean, it also goes with like the atmosphere and the culture that he's in. Um, I think Mike Brown is the perfect coach for a guy like Keegan. I love how De'Aaron Fox has taken him under his wing and worked with him all off summer. And you could kind of see like, they have that competitiveness, I think between them, you know, um, and I think Kevin Herter said it in post game. They have like a sibling rivalry, rivalry basically going on. So um, this team is only going to get better. And Monty's doing, you know, like I said, Monty's probably got in his, you know, big old room. He's got a big old whiteboard just with multiple ideas of, you know, certain things. I'm sure that you know he he knows there's areas this team needs improvement. Um, so I trust Monty in what he does what trades he makes, but I hate saying players are untouchable, but I, again, I think we know who three of those players that are on this team are probably going to be untouchable when it comes to trades. And I think he's going to make those kinds of moves that are more on the outside, um, you know, around than anything like crazy or anything, you know, people are expecting. So yeah, I'm just excited to continue to watch this team as it, you know, and I'm excited to continue um, to see, you know, how this uh, roster gets, you know, the pieces move and things like that as well. And just one last thing I'll let you go. With the, obviously you said OG and Lori Markin, the big names would be the ones, absolutely. Like, uh, but with recent news with Cavs, what do you think with a Mitchell or even a Zach Levine? Are those two guys too ball dominant to be, to gel on this team? Or is it too much of a risk to move forward with the team we have right now? It depends for who, uh, as far as Donovan Mitchell is concerned. I don't, I don't know what he he garners, and and he would definitely be our starting uh, shooting guard. And, and yeah, that would be incredible. But for what, you know what I mean? Uh, that would be interesting. As far as uh, who was the other person? Zach Levine. Uh, Zach Levine. Oh, man, he's man. You know, I always say, guys, 
you want to get over the hump, you really want to make a run and, and get to at least the conference finals, you have to have a UCLA player on your team. Zach <laughs> Levine would be it, but yeah, he's so streaky. Uh, when he's on, he's on. He could drop 36 on you easily. Uh, but then again, yeah, he's streaky. And, and then his defense is, I, I want to say it's a little less to be desired, not to mention he's injury prone. So no one, Zach Levine, uh, Donovan Mitchell is is very interesting. But again, it, it would be for what? You know what I mean? Do we mortgage our future um, for a big contract in Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, that's a tricky one. I, I don't think so, but it's interesting. I appreciate the time. You guys keep up the great work. Love listening in all the time. Thank you, Nolan. And I'm glad you got back safely from your uh, great vacation. You know, maybe next space. Yeah, let's let's have some fun and talk about who we would actually trade Keegan Murray for. Right now, uh, the first name on my list is 1982 Moses Malone. So if the Sixers can get a time machine and bring him here to the present, I might consider that. So um, feel free to, to clip this and send it out there and say Daly wants to trade Keegan. But yeah, for 1982, Moses Malone. So that's all I got to say. Y'all are the best. Uh, Naima and Elizabeth, any last words? Just wanted to say, like, thank you, everyone, for coming through. We really do appreciate um, you guys coming in night in and out, out, especially international fans. It's really cool to hear that people from, like, Brazil, uh, um, and all other countries around the world come in to tune to our little podcast, our little community. But yeah, go Kings, like the beam. Exactly. I mean, enjoy the win tonight. I'm going to watch myself some Deuce and Mo. They're on right now. I think I'm going to go make myself some pizza pockets because why the fuck not? And uh, yeah, just enjoy it. Like the beam. Let's go. Um, and, and again, Naima is, is our co-pilot. Uh, don't forget to shout her out when you shout us out. Seriously. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, it, I think it's because of my name. It's I won't like you know kill you if you say my name wrong. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, oh man, I I love it when they butcher your name. Noma, <laughs> Nama, uh, yeah. a whole slew of shit. So yeah, you guys are the best. We're out of here. Um, good day and good night. Light the beam. <laughs>